Hello everyone, happy Tuesday and welcome to another episode of We Ask Watson. I'm Emily from Watson's Daily and I'm joined by Peter Watson as always. Hello Peter. Hi there. Peter, would you tell us your favourite day and why? Yes, certainly. Um, so, um, it seems by the way that I seem to pick the boring sounding ones that have a bigger <laughs> impacts, right? So anyway, with that amazing sort of build up um, to the story, um, I actually think the, the biggest story today is the UK, um, the, the changes in, in how the U- UK railway network is going to be run. Now, before I go on, um, I am not a train spotter, um, despite what I might sound like. Um, but you know, I do think that um, this is the the changes that have been announced um, are pro- possibly the the well, they are the biggest overhaul of the whole industry that we've seen in 25 years um, in terms of how how the actual network and um, uh, you know things are going to be run because basically franchises as they are known at the moment are going to be run down um, and they the companies are actually going to be given money from you know they're going to get money from the government to keep going now the thing here is that um there were problems i think with the current uh, system uh, that w- that became evident before before we had covid um so for instance virgin trains east coast and northern and there've been tr- there've been problems all over the place so actually um you know this could be the opportunity of albeit in bad uh, in difficult times to actually start with a clean sheet um so i think that um the current measures are are um you know to basically chuck money at it um are i'd say a short term a, a short term fix um they're apparently going to be doing this until they're going to cover losses so the emergency recovery management agreement so the ermas i guess you'd say ermas uh, they're going to they're going to cover losses until march the 20 uh, 2022 um but I would imagine there'll be lots of um, potential for simplifying stuff um, and making changes in the meantime. Um, I do think things like the massively confusing um, fare system needs a, needs a huge overhaul. Um, that's been mooted for a very, very long time, but has not come to pass. So I would have thought now, now is a good time for that. I mean, I think that the, the fare system, the, the uh, train fare system is more complex than the uh, than the M and S um, discount system that you get your three for three for ten quid or whatever that you get all the time and thinking oh no which 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 offer have I got <laughs> same kind of thing but worse um, on you know when you're trying to get a train so um, so yeah so I think that that is uh, you know that is that is momentous um, and so there are going to be many changes coming. What do you think, Peter? the wider implications of this will be in the in the next few months maybe even year yeah well i think that um i think in the in the short term it's it's not good. there's not going to be much change because um this money is 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 helping to make um the trains continue with their with their current timetable so um so that's good the problem is is that um for them they're because of covid restrictions if you take that into account they can only really run so they'll run the full timetable but they can only really run um you know they can run it sort of i think 30 to 40 percent capacity in terms of passenger numbers so it's not going to be hugely profitable um so that's yeah so that i think that's that's a short-term implication certainly
Yeah, that's interesting. Um, unfortunately, Peter. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 I've got to tell you. I've got to tell you about the longer term implications, though. Oh, oh yeah. sorry. Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the longer term implications, I think, very interesting to know what's going to happen with HS2. Because the thing is, is that H is that um, I, I always think that the the rationale for HS2 is that you're trying to bring cities together, um, which I, I thought was, a you know, an admirable thing. And obviously it costs a lot of money, but I thought maybe ultimately there will be benefits of this. But the problem is, is that the, now that we've got this whole trend of working from home um, increasingly, people are, you know, there are people... Uh, leaving cities and certainly as time goes on i think that there will be less um you know you you don't you won't have to be in the center of everything so um so that just would suggest to me that there that the rationale for having hs2 is actually weakening um but i do wonder whether we've gone too far now in terms of expense and planning and things like that to actually pull out or whether they're just going to have to carry on anyway. So I do think that, you know, this kind of thing could have implications on things like HS2 potentially. Um, but obviously that we're, we're in the early stages. Yeah. HS2 is a, a really interesting consideration because it has had so much controversy over, over the years yep. and it will be interesting because the whole, the whole point, as you said, was to, you know, bring cities together, but maybe people don't want that anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, despite, Peter, your <laughs> very interesting story and its impact, um, unfortunately for me today, my favourite story was the um, one about Microsoft purchasing ZeniMax. Yep. And this is interesting because it might signify Microsoft as well as PlayStation moving beyond the normal console war and actually going towards a battle for original content and subscriptions. So another interesting point is ZeniMax owns Bethesda, which might be the wrong pronunciation, but <laughs> it owns Bethesda, which has hit franchises such as the Elder Scrolls and Fallout. Yep. Now, the interesting thing about Bethesda titles such as Fallout is PlayStation have actually highlighted that those titles have received more than a billion downloads on the PlayStation store. Wow. And the thing with a this billion. is... A billion, yeah. Yeah, okay. So the thing with this is that Microsoft, now it owns them technically, could Microsoft have leverage in making them exclusive to Microsoft consoles and mm. actually shutting out PlayStation mm. as a rival. Or it might even be the case they don't make it exclusive, but they could stagger releases and give it to um, Xbox early. Mm. So th this will be interesting to see, given the, the sort of power of Microsoft, as we um, spoke about this morning. Mm. Mm. No, I think I think that's very that is very interesting. Um, and certainly the prospects of Microsoft buying something that, you know, buying a company that has um, some very successful franchises under its belts is, is very interesting. I mean, like you say, on the one hand, what you could have is you could have um, them, as you say, staggering the releases. Um, but also, 
but then yeah i'd say you'd, you'd certainly need to do that at the beginning because i would presume that anything that they've done so far will be with a view to it being uh, you know their games being on um microsoft and and playstation on you know on xbox and playstation but that's not to say that future generations or future versions of the game could be exclusive and that might you know that that could be that could be very interesting i think be, um because actually if you 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 wouldn't want to i wouldn't have thought that you'd want to you know microsoft would want to shoot itself in the foot by um not getting any um any revenues from existing games um that they that they may have made but actually looking further forward if you think that um if you think that you've got good franchises, why not make them exclusive? Because, you know, you don't want to, you know, what you don't want to do is to release it early for, for Xbox and everyone on Xbox raving about how good it is. And then you're basically pumping up PS5. You might be pumping up PS5 sales. Um, whereas if you keep it exclusive further down the line, it might actually help their sales because the, um, the Xbox um, absolutely, you know, kicked kicked the ass of um, uh, sorry, the PlayStation kicked the ass of Xbox yeah. um, last time. So it it I you know I really think that this this um, generation of consoles could be the last um, because of five G and things like that, um, game streaming and things. Um, so I think it's very important for Microsoft to do well as quickly as they can in order to be able to make as much money as they can yeah it will definitely be interesting to see how microsoft does act um in the future but i think we'll just have to keep eyes on microsoft for the near term yeah certainly i mean i think it's interesting because you were saying that you're you're a gamer um i'm not a gamer but you're a gamer i mean you know from a gamer's point of view do you think this is a good thing that microsoft has bought bought um bethesda then well, I'd, lose, I'd use the term gamer loosely. I, my gaming is very limited to a few different titles. Okay. But Be um, proud, Emily, be proud. Be <laughs> proud. There's no need to hide your gaming under a bushel, right? You well, know, just be proud. I can't say I've ever played The Elder Scrolls or Fallout, so yeah. I can't really speak directly, but I know that amongst acquaintances and friends and family, PlayStation is more popular than Xbox. I seem to be in in the minority here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it will be interesting to see if Microsoft maybe could could, could turn some leverage its way. But yeah, mm. we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I do think that um, this does show that, that um, yeah, and I've always thought that content is king. Generally speaking, I think that is a phrase that, that I, I've always believed in because ultimately people want to will pay will pay for content um you know some they will be willing to pay for content somehow and i think um so sony for for so long has been you know it has sony has gaming it has music it has entertainment you know, so films and and stuff like that so it has tons and tons of content whereas i'd say that microsoft doesn't but maybe in making this pretty chunky acquisition although uh, for microsoft this is like chump change i think you know they've probably found seven and a half billion dollars down the back of their sofa yeah. but but you know it does show that they are going in that direction of wanting to own the content because once you own the content you have 
a bit more as you have a bit more leverage with with where it goes and how much people pay for it so um so anyway it'll be interesting and i think that yeah i have to say your your story i have to concede i think your story sounds far more exciting than mine although i would argue that i think mine may have more um you know long long term uh, effect but like i said i think i think yours is more more exciting <laughs> yeah i i agree i mean i think i think yours is very important but i think mine is is a bit more uh, fun yes exactly and uh, you know we need we all need a bit of fun so um yeah brilliant great so did you want to round off peter by just explaining to the listeners about the competition yeah 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 um so um i just thought i uh, end on um saying that We've we've actually um, so we've got this competition going on for um, you know designed this time anyway um, for law students and um, we're going to be so we've extended it by by a little bit and actually I'm going to do, be doing a live call um, tomorrow night about seven ish um, with the founder of Little Law um, so Idin and also I'm going to be talking to Harry Clark as well and we're we're all going to be talking about um good um commercial awareness habits and how you can how we how we've increased our commercial awareness uh because i think we've all done it differently and um by implication how you can do so um and also talk about what sort of you know good habits you can get into in order to uh in, in order to increase your knowledge so that's that's uh that is ongoing if you want to uh be part of that then then the details are on the watson's daily website Great. And also, did you want to um, promote Watson's Daily? Explain. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> right. I'll give, I'll give everyone. I'll give everyone a rest today. I'll give everyone a rest. Uh, okay. But anyway, but yeah, no, that's cool. Great. Well, I'll, I'll take up the baton. Um, <laughs> if I could remind the listeners, please subscribe to Watson's Daily. Um, we've given you a few stories, but Watson's Daily gives you so many more that you definitely need to improve your commercial awareness so make sure to subscribe if you like this podcast um thanks so much for your time peter no problem great speak to you tomorrow all right cheers bye Bye, peter bye